Welcome to MIA 2K, your ticket from Miami to Seoul. We're Kathy and Laura, and we're so happy you could join us today. You probably know us from, just kidding, you don't know us yet. We're just two Miami girls with obsessive fandom tendencies who fell into the inescapable void of Korean entertainment. And we're here to share our insights and spill all the tea only grown fans like us can enjoy. We've done all the research and acclimating so you don't have to. Before we begin, please make sure you're following us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And if you love visuals like us, you can watch us on our YouTube channel. We drop episodes with our hot and sunny takes every week. Hi, guys. Hey, hey. So we have seen a lot of misreporting on the topic of BTS enlisting in the military, especially in the West in these past few days. So we're here to dedicate an episode to the issue as a whole. Now, we know that there's a lot of sensitivity around non-Koreans covering this. So we're going to start with some disclaimers first. Basically, this episode isn't as giving an opinion on the South Korean government, South Korean citizens, HYBE, or BTS decision-making process at all. What we're actually going to cover in this episode is a very high-level overview of enlistment and conscription, not only in South Korea, but across the globe, because I think that's important information for all of us to manage. The news itself, like the press release that was put out, the timing, some math and perspective timelines, our feelings and personal opinions and point of view, just from the standpoint of being army. Also, we bias the prospective first members to go to the military. So how we'll feel about that. And um, also from a, the standpoint of being multi-stance, we're also going to share some perspectives and things that maybe you might not have heard about to help make sense of this for international fans, because that might help as well to kind of digest the news. And lastly, we'll touch on the Western media's reaction and reporting on the news as a whole. First up is our research on enlistment and conscription. We'll just read through this part, which are the main findings we think are relevant for our conversation. We'll try not to sound too boring and go through this quickly, but just bear with us because this is important. So number one, what is conscription? It is a state-mandated enlistment of people in a national service, mainly a military service. Which countries have valid slash active conscription laws? Aside from South Korea, Israel comes to the conversation. Their conscription is both for males and females in Israel. And actually, there's 44 countries listed on the Wikipedia conscription page as a yes on still having active conscription laws. But a lot of them have caveats. One, still law but not enforced. Two, alternative service is an option. And three, only enforced in time of war. In the case of Korea, conscription has been a law since 1948 due to unresolved tensions with North Korea. And it is compulsory, which means mandatory, for all males between 18 and 28 years old. The length of the mandatory military service in South Korea varies depending on the military branch. Active duty soldiers serve one year, six months for the Army or Marine Corps, one year, eight months in the Navy, one year, nine months in the Air Force. And for non-active duty personnel or supplemental service, personnel serve one year and nine months for social work personnel, two years and 10 months for arts and sports or industrial technical personnel, and three years for public health doctors, lawyers, veterinarians, or expert researchers. Exemptions have been granted since 1976 to exceptional athletes and are also available for classical musicians and ballet performers who win first place in stipulated international level competitions. A concept known as conscientious objection, which is the right to refuse military service for political or religious reasons, was not recognized in South Korea until 2018 when the Supreme Court legalized it. And finally, there is a medical component to it. At 19 years old, South Korean men are required to undergo an impairment and disability evaluation to determine whether they're suitable for military service. And that's the end of our read on the factual, according to Wikipedia at least, 
descriptions of conscription, enlistment around the world, and specifically in South Korea. The most surprising part of this research that we did for me was when we saw the list of the countries that are still a yes in the conscription table, knowing that Venezuela and Colombia, which are home base for both of us, respectively, Colombia for Laura and Venezuela for me, still have official conscription laws in place. I thought that was wild because I don't think I grew up knowing anything about conscription being mandatory for any of us, even with the political turmoil in Venezuela. And I definitely had no idea that Colombia had this as well, despite the guerrilla, guerrilla and all those, again, political turmoil as well. So I knew about it and I don't remember why this became like a hot topic in my family a couple of years ago, but I did know about it. And I think my brother being 29 now, but yeah, it became a hot topic. I don't know why we were probably talking about possibilities. Who knows? I remember also speaking of little brothers, when my brother, I think it's when you registered a vote when you were like 18 here in the States, you also kind of enter the lottery draft or whatever. So you're eligible up until when you're 35, I think. I'm not sure. Mm. But I remember when he was becoming of age and looking at the registration or documents or whatever, it was like a thing, like a thought that I had, like, oh, wow, like this is makes it very real. Like he's entering kind of a lottery and, you know, hopefully we don't have a war and hopefully he doesn't get drafted and hopefully all these things, like it's quite scary. And we mentioned at the beginning that we we're going to provide some element of perspective here for people who are not familiar with this. And this is something that was definitely informative for me and for my experience as a foreign fan. And it's the medical component. So for many of us who whether you've grown up with BTS or whether you have recently become a fan, you might think like, oh, wow, they're getting jolted into military life. Like this is crazy. So when it comes to Korean citizens, men and boys, they grow up their whole lives knowing that this is something that they're going to do. They're going to serve in the military. That's part of their culture, their, their citizenship, their national pride, all these things. So number one, they grew up knowing that this was going to happen. So it's probably not as big of a deal for them as it is for people outside of the country. Number two is, Laura mentioned the medical component, which is that at 19 or around that time, they go to the doctor to be graded, basically. There's different types of scoring that you may get depending on your physical fitness. If you've ever had any illnesses or if you have any sort of handicaps, they might put you on different categories so determine where in the armed forces you are more fit to serve. So we should all know and remember that all of the members of BTS way earlier in their careers, when some of them were trainees or when they were younger, they went to the doctor as mandated by the country. They were looked at and they were seen which category they were fit to serve in. So again, this is not something that comes as a surprise to them. This is something that they've been preparing for because it's just part of life for Korean men. With the basics out of the way, let's jump into the news from Monday, October 17th. Now, we're not going to read the whole statement because you can find that in our description below. And we invite you to go to the Big Hit website or Hive directly and read the statement in full and make of it what you want for yourself. We just have some sentences that we're looking at specifically that we're going to highlight. So so the main takeaway from this letter from Hybe was BTS are currently moving forward with plans to fulfill their military service, a.k.a. they're, they're just going to go for it. <laughs> like, there's not going to be exemptions. They're going to serve like all other Korean men have to serve, right? And they also mention and they want to highlight that all the members are honored to be able to serve. And I think they've mentioned this a couple of times just in, in interviews or in videos. Um, it's not something new if you were army. Then it moves on. The next paragraph talks a little bit about their background and things in general where they've been leading up to this point. And then it starts with group member Jin will initiate the process as soon as the schedule for his solo release is concluded at the end of October. So Jin's song called The Astronaut is going to drop on October 28th. We know that he's going to be going to Argentina to participate in the concert that Coldplay is putting on live. 
and we'll see like after that it says that it will kickstart his process to leave from other groups that we've seen it seems like the announcements always come about a month or two before they leave mm -hmm. and um, there's no specific certainty but it seems like bts might participate uh in the opening ceremony of the world cup which happens on november 20th so we'll see if Jin's sticking around for that to do their last performance as seven in front of the public. Regardless, he has to go before his birthday, December 4th. Correct. The statement also says that other members of the group plan to carry out their military service based on their own individual plans, which is a big deal. I think this letter has mentioned and will mention in many points the individuality of the members, both for personal life and for professional endeavors mm -hmm. and then it says both the company and the members of bts are looking forward to reconvening as a group again around 2025 following their service commitment i think the use of the word around is interesting questionable then the next paragraph again stresses their individuality and we wanted to highlight uh the part that says allow the members to take some time to explore individual projects which is the, this whole letter was a little bit open-ended to just kind of to interpret however you want in my opinion I think it is and, and especially this <laughs> sentence right here individual projects by like I don't even know what to say like yeah the, this is like we said earlier this is a third paragraph of the statement and in all three paragraphs, they mention their solo projects and their individual career moves. So it's just interesting how they've chosen to word things and how many times they're emphasizing certain things because none of these things are accidental. Everything that they say is very like intentional. That's what I'm trying to say. And then it closes with yet to come. The most beautiful moment is more than a track from their latest album. It is a promise. There's much more yet to come in the years ahead from BTS. There was a lot of chatter on Twitter saying how HYBE put out this statement themselves and they didn't do, do it through any media, which I'm not surprised. I, I don't think I thought about that independently. I would have always thought that this is how they were going to do it. I don't think mm -hmm. HYBE needs any media to let news be known. So mm -hmm. I didn't think that that was like a indication of anything. But it's definitely interesting how the word hiatus was not mentioned once this whole statement. I think both HYBE and ARMY as a whole, and maybe the members of BTS, are now averse to the word hiatus. <laughs> like, yeah, we're all just, no, <laughs> we don't know this word. And, you know, now that we're reading it for who knows how many... <laughs> the whatever time because yeah I think we read this like way too much but it just occurred to me that the stressing of the individual like out of the group and just the individual it very much feels like Hybe had absolutely nothing to do with their decision it feels like they said we're gonna do this period because which cause we love a hundred percent because to me the members have never been scared of serving. Like Kathy have said, they've known they have to do this for their whole lives because all Korean men have to do this. So to me, it feels like this bid to exempt them isn't coming from them. It's coming from the company yeah. because it's a company that care about money. They just care about the bottom line. And to them having BTS not be able to perform and technically work for hype for whatever amount of time isn't good for them in general so it just feels like this is very much them saying this was the member's decision and it is what it is I, I think that's true Laura that they're very much highlighting this is them this is what they want to do despite all the conversation and all the things that have been said for the past couple of years without their input really because every time that they're asked especially Jen, who was like the first one to go, he always said, I will be happy to serve when I'm called. That, that was always his answer. And 
you know, we weren't really around before 2020 and the fandom mm-hmm. to know for sure. But I think one of the things that occurred to me while looking at all of this was this conversation probably wasn't really happening until 2020. Number one, because mm-hmm. Jin didn't really have to go until 2020. And number right. two, because they hadn't exploded globally until Dynamite right. to the extent that they are now. So this was a conversation that, again, for them, probably came out of nowhere and they probably were uncomfortable with not being able to talk shit like they wanted but i mean it's it's been part of sugar's as augustie's lyrics for a while so i guess this has been in the conversation for whatever reason and i mean they 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 mention it at the at the festa lunch or dinner or whatever it was Mm -hmm. that they had plans to do their individual projects in 2020 usually individual projects not always but in a group that hasn't really done true individual projects like I know there's mixtapes but they're not like actual albums whether it's a single album like Jin is doing or an actual 16 song album usually solo means they're doing what they want before before enlisting correct so it just feels like like you said like dynamite was the oh shit they're making a shit ton of money right now (laughs) maybe let's explore different options without really asking them what they wanted right yeah so with that we kind of wanted to share our hypothesis our us girls talking (laughs) yeah just just you know chit chat and (laughs) It's based on nothing but math and, and a little bit. Yeah, math <laughs> and some guesswork, really. Yeah. So as we all know, Jin is the first one. Like Kathy mentioned, it probably will be in the next month or two based on the usual timeline mm-hmm. for Idol's enlisting and his solo project. And his birthday. And the- his birthday and the possibility of performing for the opening of the world cup. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case and he enlists right at the end of November, he should be returning around May, 2024. Mm-hmm. If he's active duty. Correct. Or if he chooses the army or the Marine Corps, the 18 months. Yeah. That's also barring there's any, health issues because they do another checkup right before before they actually enlist enlist yeah so sugar little meow meow august d menyungi gloss d-town boy whatever you want to call him is next in line as his birthday is march 9th and he's just three to four months after jen so personally i can't envision him dropping an album in december but you know, he likes to surprise people. So who knows? Maybe he does. But maybe he does wait till January or February. And if that's the case, he will probably enlist at some point between February and his birthday in March. And then that means that he should be returning around September of 2024. But this if is he for... does an 18 month thing. I don't think he can because of his shoulder injury. Right. I We don't know if he's going to do active service which we've talked about amongst ourselves amongst uh laura and myself for a while because it does seem like whenever there's been a major surgery or any sort of not completely organic body situation it seems like the recommendation of the evaluation is for them not to be active duty soldiers so if that's the case it does tend to be longer so right we'll see what comes of that yeah like for example bacon looks from the outside looking and obviously extremely healthy but he's had thyroid Thyroid problems for a while and because of that he couldn't serve in the active military so his enlistment is a little bit longer shonu his retina detached and because of that he couldn't serve in the active even though again he looks completely healthy and he's fucking ripped so yeah so next up are j-hope and rm they're both 94s so if they don't apply for the extension they have to serve next year j-hope recently dropped his solo work so artistically he might not do anything else so he could go as soon as possible he could go tomorrow <laughs> if he wanted to <laughs> which means he'd be able to return as soon as possible mm-hmm. back in like the middle of the year 
RM said that he was dropping his album next, which we now know is a lie because Jin is the second one to drop solo work. And again, we don't really know when his work is going to come out. His birthday is in September, so he has a bit of time next year for his solo work. But yeah, we 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 can't make a good prediction here. Yeah, we're not two. pretending to have any information here that, you know, the rest of people don't have or anything like that. We we don't know what we don't know. So we're just sharing what we do know and some some minor speculation, but we're trying not to get too out of the reservation here. So not the Lulu. Not, not the, the Lulu. Lulu territory. No. no, we're trying to be as realistic as possible. And on that exactly. note, the 95 soulmates, I'm not going to even try to figure that one out because I think anyone who is ARMY or knows anything about BTS knows that V is the most unpredictable human alive. And he just kind of marches to the beat of his own drum and everyone else is just along for the ride as a witness. So I have absolutely no idea when he would try to enlist or when it would make sense for him because... It seems like he said he scratched his last album again, like he deleted everything and is starting over again. So I don't know if that's true. All men do is lie. We don't know what's happening. So no idea there. And with Jimin, Jimin's a good boy. Jimin's class president. Jimin is honored to do his duties. So, so sure, he will go as soon as possible and we'll try to be back as soon as possible. But beyond that, we have zero thoughts, honestly. He also might leave tomorrow, which I hope we don't know. We don't know. We really don't and know. Finally, Jungkook. He's the maknae. He literally has the most time. He can wait until way too long yeah. <laughs> to enlist. And all of ARMY is basically telling him not to choose the Navy and the Air Force because those have the longest enlistment times, which makes sense because we don't want him to be gone for a long time. Right. We're just being a little there. Um but again, he can literally go whenever he wants. I mean, they said 2025, so there's not a big window there. Yeah. For all of them to return, and again, the keyword is around 2025, that, that little open to interpretation word, again, that we saw repeated through the statement, they can basically enlist all the way up until May of 2024 if they're going to do the shortest active duty enlistment and that way they will be back by december of 2025 if they so choose but then around 2025 could also mean the beginning of 2026 exactly like, that's what i'm saying the, the it's around so big. the around is really like, uh, yeah. like an intentional choice it's a choice they they, yeah. they said what they said i'm not really sure what they said but they said it they said something to me i think hybe which again, I don't know if they already do this, but to me, I would benefit from hiring a native English speaker that lives out here that knows exactly how these types of notices are written for this side of the world. Just because at least from what I've seen, the way that Koreans speak is sometimes a little bit flowery and a little bit um, abstract abstract and in the west when there's notices the like this important they try to use i mean i'm sure they would have done the around too because that's pretty smart but they try to be as short and direct. concise as possible direct so there isn't too much interpretation going on yeah Especially when, when they have so much at stake, they are a publicly traded company. So it's not like they're just mom and pop in their no. shop, you know what I mean? And this statement went out right with a statement from the CEO to the stakeholders. So everything is tied together for them. And like Laura said, it's really important for the communication to be crystal clear for everyone involved and everyone who has a stake in, the, in this because it's a lot of people. <laughs> A lot of people a lot. and a lot of money are at play here, which also sucks to say because at the end of the day, we're talking about the lives of seven people who deserve to have their autonomy and all these things respected above all. And that's not a lot of what we're seeing. So, but that's just K pop yeah. in general. Like the way it works, it's not very about the artist, it's yeah. about the company. Yeah. So, agreed. 
And one thing I, ever since the whole story and news broke in June around the hiatus and whatever, now that we've seen everything that has come out since then, because obviously we're not, which is to predict things ahead and we didn't know what was coming when that, when the news broke, but we have seen now that this was the least breakiest break, least hiatus hiatus of all time. They've been together this whole time. We've been getting fed this whole time. We know that they're banking things for when when they're gone. So I feel like it would have been different if when they did the FESTA dinner, they had said, we're not going to be working on OT7 music right now. That's literally the actual, yeah. the break that they're taking. It's just, we're not right. trying to make OT7 music at the moment. That's really it. Because everything else has them together. So it really isn't a hiatus in the way that the West is used to and triggered by with that word. One direction. And sync. And, you know, it's not that at all. It's just like, you know, Rihanna didn't have to make an announcement. We're still waiting for her album here. <laughs> and she's been just like been working years? on lingerie. <laughs> she had a kid. She has her makeup line. You know, she's out here like doing whatever she wants. She didn't have to announce anything. And we're still waiting for her. And now we know that she's going to be at the Super Bowl. But it's like, they really they didn't have to say anything or they could have said you know we're not working on an uh ot7 album right now because the k-pop machine just expects people to be constantly working on a comeback so that was every it. two seconds every I two mean, seconds new jeans is gonna make a comeback and they literally just made a comeback like yesterday like where are they even born because uh, that's what i'm asking like were they even Honestly. born don't don't get it i don't get it yeah and our personal hope as much as we provided the previous perspective timeline for what it seems like they're doing is obviously that they have as least amount of time in between their departures so that they can be back sooner. And that's our selfish hope as fans, but also we will respect whatever their decisions are. We know that they've thought this through and we'll wait for them patiently. So anyway, just wanted to say that. So with that timeline up in the air, we wanted to share some of our feelings as army as fans whose ultimate biases are seemingly the first to depart, and also as K-pop multi-stands. So we're going to be sharing those perspectives individually. And because Jen is leaving first, I think Laura should start. So <laughs> please, Laura, take over and share how you're going to be coping with this and how you're preparing mentally for this time. The only reason I wasn't really sad about the news is just because it feels like he was able to make the decision for himself and by himself with his family or wh whoever and not the company. I feel like the company had pretty much made him wait to see if they could get something out of it. And I'm glad that he just decided to do what he wanted. I am happy that we aren't in this like uncertain times because I don't like uncertainty. I have a bit of a control problem. <laughs> Same. Too, too Same. real, too real. <laughs> I feel seen. I feel validated. And I appreciate your candor. <laughs> this is something that I have to work uh, a daily not in my personal life, my professional life. I don't like surprises. As Kathy mentioned a couple of episodes behind, I plan my own bachelorette. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So not, 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 not knowing was like, ugh. plus like, Everybody sending me like the random BTS article that gets like that used to get written up every like two weeks about it. It's yeah. like, guys, no. So I'm just happy that's over with, you know, I now I know and it's OK. I can prepare myself mentally and it is what it is. Right. Personally, I have a thing about loving seeing the idols in their bus cuts. Like, I don't know why. Yes, I do. I just like short hair. So I am a bit excited about that. And I swear to you guys, I swear Jin's head is probably not perfectly shaped. Like there has to be something wrong. And I think it's his head. So I'm super excited to see if my hypothesis is right. Because like, come on, it can't be perfect. Like it can't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Clearly, Lauda is a sociopath because they all look absolutely <laughs> delicious right now with their hairline. So just ignore her. I have to deal with this every day. So just take it from me. Don't listen to her. 
also we should have known like Kathy and I were talking about it with our friend who recently just became army like we were like mm, they all of their hairs are way too long the this signs, is a little the fishy. signs like, have been there mm, yeah we yeah. talk about it amongst ourselves and we're like hmm this length of hair is screaming enlistment is coming soon like yeah. we the signs anyone who's surprised hasn't been paying attention that's right. it long hair don't care and then a way that I am personally coping and this is as a multi-stand who is not loyal like I have it's fine I've <laughs> I love Jen but it, I am who I am so as a multi-stand <laughs> who still loves Jen and it's he's my ult I am coping just thinking about the people that are coming back next year and I'll miss him but at least it'll be a little less because I won't be alone, I guess. Because Tem and Fake and Shono are coming back. Oh. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's it for me. Laura, <laughs> Laura has had a very tough 2022. I mean, since half of 2021 and this whole year with Tem and Beck and Shono being gone. So I actually haven't had to go through any of my biases being gone. And I'm not looking forward to starting with my ult. That seems like starting on the worst possible, like highest level of degree of pain. So not, she knows, she knows what she's going to feel and to an extent, because Jen is her ult. But yeah, so as an army, I share in Laura's feelings of feeling relieved that it seems like this is their decision. It doesn't seem like it's what the government wanted in terms of uh, having their cake and eating it too, having them serve and also play shows and whatever half of the year or however much they wanted. It seems like this is BTS's choice through and through the members as individuals, not the company, not anyone else's. And we are proud supporters of them doing what they want to do because they work really hard and they deserve the choice. We all deserve the opportunity to make choices for ourselves especially choices that affect our lives and it really has sucked to hear all the conversations that have been happening basically behind their back it's like someone's talking about you in front of you and you have no say in the matter and that really sucks mm -hmm. that's how it has felt all along so again i'm just as an army i'm proud of them for making the decision themselves for choosing what's best for them for the group for themselves as individuals for whatever they took into account to make the decision so proud army as a sugar bias i am fucking shitting bricks i'm not ready <laughs> i am not <laughs> like uh this tweet that came out on monday that said can yungi's hair be exempt and then a picture below it and said because i'm sorry this hair is a serve <laughs> like that is that tweet that tweet encompasses everything I feel. I mean, no, just kidding. I don't really care. Obviously, the hair is not what is has me like hanging on by a thread. It's just, you know, knowing him gone. And it, like Laura said, if he has to serve in a non-active duty and serve for a longer period of time, I am going to lose my shit because who is going to be my weather report man person? telling me that it's chilly or the weather is nice or you know or coming in and weavers and leaving random comments or or just the double or triple selkas across all the platforms i'm going to have a really a hard time different with but yeah just from all from the same angle but like a smile a smirk or serious or whatever <laughs> it's it's going to be a hard time guys i'm not gonna lie i'm not ready and again i haven't gone through this by the time that i came in and you know, became a fan, either the people that I like have already served or they're not at age to serve yet. So these are going to be my first ones. I'm going to be a military wife and that's that on that. So not doing well, but I'm trying my best. I mean, the good thing is that we know that they will be able to communicate with us if they wanted to. Bake bacon i call him bacon because we're like uh. <laughs> <laughs> bacon <laughs> goes on twitter um every month or every two months and goes on like these little twitter rants where he like tells us a little bit of what he's feeling he like 
talks to some fans by responding to the tweet. So it is possible to be able to see them or, or have some interaction. Obviously, it's not going to be the same, but it's not like Sugar is doing this every single day. So there is that possibility. So it's not going to be like a complete desert. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to so have it, run BTS. And we're going to have, you know? we're going to have content. I did see, and I wasn't happy with it. Some news about some sort of like upgraded subscription service that is going to allow us to keep mm-hmm. in touch with them. No, I, I'm not about that life that my, you know, paying for the dear John. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It's that. So ever since these this news or no ever since 2020 hive has been preparing itself to stop depending on bts for their revenue so they're always fucking thinking and i don't like that dear john shit either like Mm-mm. just debut you another girl group like I don't, don't get me wrong <laughs> i will fucking pay for it if oh, it me happens. too for sure because for i'm sure. a hypocrite and all 100%. i do is give in to the shit that they do but but with that said i really hope it's not the case because one of the things one of the few points of pride that i have with weavers is that unlike bubble and unlike universe i don't have to pay to see their messages i i have my membership and i pay for literally everything else and i buy all the obnoxious unnecessary shit that they try to sell me so i think they have enough of my money i don't think to i have to pay on top of it to see them post every once in a while right and the last point as a multi-stand is it does help to know that i will be distracted a little bit from missing them it's not going to be enough it's not going to be a replacement no one will ever replace them no one will ever replace sugar but you know like when you go to the dentist and they like try talking to you or put the tv on at the top if you, if they're if the dentist you go to is fancy and has something at the top or just in general in life whenever you're doing something uncomfortable and you try to distract or meditate and whatever, like being a multi-stand will be that. We'll have something yeah. else to focus on while we wait by the door with our rubber yeah. shoes on for them to come back. And not to be dramatic or anything, but the beginning of next year is going to suck because it's not just gin and it's not just sugar, but it's all of the 94s who are born in the beginning of the year. Which it basically means that personally, personally, I won't have Jin, I won't have Temin, I won't have Bacon, I won't have Shona, I won't have JB, I won't have Kai. Who else? I don't know, but JB and Kai are both my biases as well. So I'm about to lose three in three months. Like, <laughs> I don't think we talk enough about the year 1994, the 94 liners, but dang it. It's just as good as the 97s. Eh, I think you're going too far. It's great. It's a great year. It's a great year. You're it's telling me? Year. You're telling me, Laura, Kai? Laura. RM. Laura. It's, a, it's just different. It's just different. You can't call it as good. It's just different. I'm sorry. It's just as good in a different way. Mm, mm, yeah, it mm, is. Mm. Jungkook, Bang Chan, Mingyu, DK, The Eight. Jaehyun, Bam Bam, Yugyeom, all those like amazingly beautiful, talented, great, sometimes maknae line people. It's just different. It just hits different. You know, no, no, nobody in the 94 line that is leaving except JB is a good vocalist. Let me say that. You know what? I'm not wrong. I don't think you're right. Let me, who's a 94 liner that I'm forgetting? We're talking, well, the ones that we're talking Jin about, Young. we're talking about RM. Well, Jin Young is 94. He's okay. He has a pretty voice. He's okay. Who's it's a 94 liner? Compared to DK, J- uh, Cookie. But that's what I mean. It's different. But that's what I'm saying. The you can bring level. up the comparison. Yeah, it's the same level of awesomeness. It's just different. You have RM. You have J-Hope. I worship. You know how I've been having so a, maybe a there mental aren't affair vocals? with RM. Maybe it's not vocals, but there's rappers. I'm not talking just about vocals. I'm just saying stop comparing. Like, you keep I am to not compare. comparing. I'm just saying yes, it's just as good. Are. No. It's just as good. How is that comparing? You're saying That's it's a not literal as good. comparison. That's a comparison. That's a literal comparison. Like, no. saying, bringing them up is a literal comparison. I'm yeah, just saying they're, they're not on the same good. lane. They're just yeah. not on the same thing. No. Yeah, but they're just Laura just likes violence and Laura likes chaos and she likes to bring up shit 
And no, just don't compare. Just don't bring it up. Just leave it be. Let, let it be an amazing thing on its own. Don't bring up the other thing. We need to talk about the 94 liners more. Maybe next time. We Maybe need to talk year. about the 94 liners more. We can do a whole episode on them. I, I will. Okay. So reeling it back in. <laughs> sorry. Coming back. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> this was Coming our first like bit. public disagreement, 4% on the podcast. Wow. I love it. I did too. I that was it. really enjoyable. I needed to let that out today. That steam was like being held Me too. in. Well, I'm glad it's out. Anyway, we want to now talk a little bit about how the news was distributed throughout the West and like Western media. Hybe said what they said, but as it always happens, the media takes a statement, played it through the telephone until it got to be the most clickbaity of clickbait wording it's been ridiculous guys i don't know if you've been looking at twitter or the news or anything but the headlines the content is just wrong it's just, yeah it's very 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 annoying we'll go through some of these headlines and there's obviously more content included in the article sometimes it adds context sometimes it just doesn't I was kind of surprised with how many articles we came across that were like two paragraphs and that's it. Like they just literally want the click and it's just vapid links. It's really what it is. It doesn't make any sense. Right. So for me, for example, one of the articles that I saw that I was like, the headline said BTS members to complete mandatory military duties in South Korea, extending hiatus through 2025. What do you mean extending hiatus? Like, again, we've been so fed this whole time since June until now. We got concerts, we got announcements for things that are coming out, we got albums, we got like, yes, they haven't made new music as a whole, but we are getting music, we're getting content. We got two Run BTS specials. We get them talking to us on Weverse all the time. We've gotten B lives or We Lives now on Weverse. Like we're getting fed. Show me the fucking hiatus. I don't see it. I think that's a common theme in all of the websites or articles that i saw that were written by western media mm -hmm. the word hiatus mm -hmm. they cannot let it fucking go they, can't. <laughs> like, they, can't. they cannot it's super annoying yeah like there this one was from june the little headline from the bbc no less i'm sure you have other important things to report on people but they literally were this is the headline bts hiatus quote not as severe unquote as one direction dude literally not even comparable like not even on the same lane the fuck are you talking about it's just like stop it with a stupid word first of all and second of all stop comparing shit that is incomparable like i get it that the west always has to have like you know a benchmark and that's why they're always bringing up bts in the conversation of k-pop as a whole when other groups have their own right to be talked about on their own individually but jesus christ like these headlines are just like hungry thirsty for the click ridiculous and for example like there's two articles that i saw that really piss me the fuck off like piss me off and one of them when you read the title it doesn't seem like too much like it actually seems like it's a positive sort of situation and it's by gq the article title is BTS is taking a break from running pop music to enlist in the South Korean military. You see that and it's like, okay, they didn't say the hiatus. They're like gassing them up by saying they're running pop music, which they are, you know what I mean? They're gassing them up, whatever. But then you click on the article and it is so fucking annoying. Like the lazy reporting is off the charts. There's a line in the article that says this, Jungkook and Jimin both 25 could start their service on the earlier side it takes two seconds to google the fact that john cook and jimin are not are the two same years age. apart <laughs> so it just it's really annoying that they can't even take two seconds to look at facts another one that did the same shit is buzzfeed which is annoying because like buzzfeed in our way of thinking isn't run by like an older generation that might not know right. which honestly all of these things are millennials and like come on people yep so the article on buzzfeed was bts are officially on hiatus until 2025 because it's mandatory military service time so that even sounds like i mean they use the word hiatus but the title seems like it's 
somebody young like they're not trying to be super serious in my opinion right Mm -hmm. but then in the inside of the article they say the news comes days after bts held a free concert in south korea their first concert in their home country since the start of the pandemic literally it takes two seconds to google the fact that they had ptd so earlier this year like two seconds guys like it's just a bunch of clout chasing and lazy reporting for what for the views and this is why i think even though hive doesn't need other news media to report on their own news it would benefit them from doing it a little bit different whether that's having someone that works in the media which i'm sure they have but like just having less of having a like a press person that can that can talk to the press here and just right. like feed right. information in bullets in like fucking baby food size because clearly right. they're not really interested right. in having like journalistic integrity when it comes to pop music or whatever because i understand like right. you know different journalists have different beats which are like the areas of things that they're going to report on they can report on sports they can report on this or whatever whomever's assigned to the pop music people they suck i'm sorry like this is just and i don't want to generalize obviously because i'm sure there's some good reporting out there on k-pop and everything but it's like laura said extremely lazy reporting it's just not good yeah those are just the two that piss me off i saw a couple of other ones one is bts says quote bye 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 unquote for now as boy band begins military service who the fuck are you trying to trigger fox 17 all of us everybody thank you managed <laughs> accomplished mission succeeded the fuck <laughs> wow wow bye, bye, bye. yeah okay thank you thank you that's fucking rude <laughs> that is so rude like that's really funny jesus christ and then another headline <laughs> bts and list what's next for the hallyu wave listen i'm i'm a hardcore bts fan i'm hardcore army like you can ask laura how hard it was for me to give my time from bts and split it for other groups i like other groups i'm a multi-stand but i'm army first and foremost 24 hours of the day seven days a week i'm fucking army Mm -hmm. but to discount the efforts that of literally everyone else that came before and after and that is charting their own like way their own path whether they work for hive or different companies the hallyu wave also encompasses food also encompasses k-dramas also encompasses k-beauty like the hallyu wave is many things so to make bts the center of it all I understand to an extent, but at the same time, that adds a fuck ton of pressure to them that they don't need right now. And that's another thing that really kind of gets to me. I'm like, these men are under so much pressure all day, every day, being seen under a microscope, every decision they make, every person they meet, everything they do, everything they write, everything they say can be misconstrued. And to be like, oh, what's next for like, you know, South Korea now that the guys are going to be like gone. It's just a lot of unnecessary pressure. We really don't need that here. It's just, it's just a bunch of bullshit. Honestly, I I'm over it. I hate this coverage. Uh, All my friends messaging me. Hey, have you seen? Did you know? Oh my God. I just heard. Yes, I saw. Yes, I know. I know way before you think, you know, and it's all stupid and everything that everyone who is not army or into k-pop and is absorbing this information is absorbing the wrong information and that's what makes us mad and aside from absorbing the wrong information people hate seeing people happy to be honest so seeing that bts is on hiatus is kind of like a ha ha what are you gonna do now and it's like totally it's taunting enjoy your own shit like do whatever you want like i don't need my parents i don't need like people are like oh my god (laughs) what are you gonna do now and it's like nothing i'm just gonna wait and have a great time as much as i can like it's it's not a big like it's a big deal but like you know you know who's breathing a sigh of relief william board (laughs) billboard uh with knowing that they don't have to fight army for the next two years trying to get people to chart and they can you know do their own thing without changing the rules constantly so that different Mm -hmm. artists will chart so Um, that's it for today guys (laughs) it's uh, we ended it a little ranty but in general we're happy that there seems like they made their own decision 
we'll be here waiting. It'll be a great time for anyone who's open to expand their horizons while still loving and watching everything BTS. So if that's you, keep on listening. Yeah. And to not completely end on a ranty, angry, sour note, we want to say at least, and I, I think, yeah, Laura agrees with me, even though I haven't even said it and she doesn't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> We're really happy to be part of ARMY in the sense of like our humor to cope with shit is incredible. And the unseriousness that we've seen unleash on TikTok, on Twitter and everything, it was like, there was a tweet that it was like the five stages of grief for army. It's like, you know, went straight to, <laughs> to joking. And we just like all the humor that we've seen since Monday, like the same day, the news dropped within a, a couple of hours, the jokes were coming and it helped us all cope. And so we know that army is not always spoken about in a positive light. And sometimes it's hard for us to claim like, yeah, we're proud army because of all the toxicity that is associated with the fandom. But on Monday, it was great to see all of army kind of come together in pride and in jest and joke around like, like the military wives collectively that we feel like we are. So yeah, that was great. That was a good part. That was a good time to be army to Trigger. see the extent to which we can all be <laughs> fucking unserious because it was great army is so smart and we hope this was informative and that if anyone is korean and saw this we hope that you found it respectful and that you know that we know we are guests in this house and we're not here to criticize or yeah we're not here to criticize so thank you for all that your country has given us we are <laughs> thankful for all the great art that you share with us thank you so much for listening watching we really appreciate it if you have opinions, just want to say hi. We're in all of the social medias. Oh, I sounded old. <laughs> At MIA2K Podcast. <laughs> we always try to respond and connect. So yeah. thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this episode of the MIA2K Podcast. We have lots of great content coming up ahead. So please don't forget to follow and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you enjoyed our episodes, please rate us five stars. And for the real-time tea, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook by searching for at MIA2K Podcast. Dale! Bye!